0: This is Books Speaks and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Today, I'm talking with Jomo Hendrickson about his debut book entitled, The American Way. The main character of this book, Jopeth Walker, sets out on a journey to be the best soccer player in the world after his best friend is murdered. Through the eyes of a young black boy becoming a man, we see the unspoken side of the American dream. Jopeth learns that the American dream, for him, demands much more than hard work and dedication. It requires that he risk it all for a distant chance at success. Jomo, thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Nope. be
0: No problem. So let's get right get right into it. I was just wondering why did you write this book?
1: Man, you know, it it's been um it's been love for a long time. Um I grew up playing the game, I grew up playing soccer, um and I always kind of wanted to tell a tale like this um, to kind of get the diversity around soccer. Um, it's an important thing to me, and um, I wanted to tell a story um, that kind of really dug into it a little bit, gave it some texture, gave it a little color, kind of developed this character that you know, I personally, I don't think I've really seen on the soccer scene yet. So that was why.
0: Yeah. So, so what, what do you mean by that? That you haven't seen this person on the soccer scene?
1: But the, the game of soccer in the U.S. is um, it kind of flipped to what it usually is across the globe, right? Um, across the globe, it's it's the most accessible game. Like all you need is something that you can turn into a ball, whether that be some socks or, um, you know, some plastic bags, a coconut, anything that will roll, that's all you need. So it makes it, you know, it makes it a game uh, that's easily accessible, a game that, you know, poor – People to actually access um, and play, um, and here in the states, it's the same is true. But the way the game is set up here, it's for a um, you have to have money to play the game. It's a very expensive game to play here. The clubs, the traveling, etc. Hmm. So it sets it up to where you you automatically um, you know you automatically exclude a group of people from playing the game, and it just lessens your talent base and. You know, this is probably the one sport that I can think of off the top of my head where, you know, America really doesn't have, the United States doesn't have a top-tier, world-class, world-respected player or athlete. And yeah. so, mm-hmm. that's, that's what. so that's that.
0: So that's, yeah, you know, I, that's an interesting point because almost everywhere else in the globe, every player plays soccer, everybody enjoys the game. You don't need much to do it. But over here in America, it's almost like you need money to really want to be competitive and move forward in the sport, which kind of takes away from the talent pool in a sense, huh?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, you know, the same is true here. You know, the same factors exist in terms of the ease of playing the game. What's not there is the desire. Right, right. Well, and, t- yeah, and you know, the way the system's set up. Well,
2: talk
0: talk about how the title of the book relates to the story.
1: Yeah, the uh, the, the American Way was something that came to me, um, you know, it, it, in total it took me probably around 13 years or so to actually finish this. Um, and I started and stopped it a number of times, and I think it was probably around the, the second or third time that the American Way kind of just sprung up to me, and it just felt like um, the title was right because it kind of feels like it's a journey. You know, it definitely is a journey, um, and not only is it that it speaks the journey, this it's the American way. It kind of plays on two things: one, the American as a player, um, the the main character, and his journey through this this world and how he's trying to succeed, but then also just you know the United States of America in general. You know, the way, like what's the way forward for us? You know, as a nation to become one of the top tier nations in in soccer. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that's how the title came about.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this, you know, describe for us Jopeth Walker. Is it Jopath or Japeth? I-, I couldn't figure that out.
1: <laughs> uh, Japeth,
0: Japheth, okay. <laughs> Cause, yeah. yeah, his nickname is Jay, because before anyone ever said his nickname, I, in my head his name was Japheth, and then they said Jay, and I'm like, oh, wait, it doesn't look like that way. But describe to the audience uh, Japeth Walker.
1: Jacob Walker is a um he's a he's a young black kid. Um, he's grown up in the Midwest in Indiana, um extremely, extremely driven, um, strong willed um character, um, really knows what he wants, going after it. Um, but of course he's human, right? So he's got these kind of all these little things that get at him, little insecurities. Um, so you're you're seeing him come to life as from, from a young boy to a man and he encounters all kind of difficulties. Um, you know, I would say, you know, he he's representative of a certain slice of, of black life. It's a very different mixture, I think. I don't think I've really seen a character that embodies this mix of things in terms of having um a West Indian background, um, growing up in the Midwest, um, wants to play soccer like and, you know, encounter some things that are more called a more traditional African American or black story in the US, um, uh, in terms of, you know, um you know violence and different things and friends losing mm-hmm. friends etc um so it's just a it's a really a collect he's a he's a character that embodies a lot and you almost want to say like that can't be right um what mm-hmm. he does he does the good
3: A black Regal. Yeah. Hot a seagull, Patrice Lumumba with a black ruga. Mansa Musa for the new schoolers. Chaka Zulu when they pissed them off. 10,000 Zulus with Kalashnikovs. They tell that bitch on the throne, time's up, hold you getting off. The gold back, diamonds back, yeah we want it. Yeah, we want it. Africa's yeah, ours, bitch you never own it. And I've been witness, God herself's a black woman. And out of triple darkness sprang life from her stomach. So we reject your religion, theory, and feast. We the writers of the stories you stole and created Jesus. Cause ain't no English man or Arab that got a piece. And if they was, they'd have to be as black as weed. Yeah. Killer, king, killer, make your pope pay a diary. I honor no thrones. I'm a god. You bow to me. He bow to me. Peace, God. Peace, God. Peace, God. Peace. Do you know what it means when your bloodline
0: came from the king It was interesting how you, you picked Comico, Indiana and also St Vincent his as is where his parents came from. Why why did you pick those two places to focus on?
1: Uh, those places are, are connected to me actually. Mm-hmm. Um I grew up in Kokomo, Co- Co- Indiana. Um and my parents are from Lithuania in the Grenadines.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So how yeah. much of Japeth J- is in you? Qualities and char- characteristics?
1: There there are some very core pieces of him that are me. Um those places like where he grew up um his his uh, his Caribbean heritage is me the sport of soccer is me um, and you know i I think those are kind of the main core things outside of that uh there's there's little things i mean um that that are close to me as well. But in general, those are the main things. There are some very different things about J-Fit that are not me. Um, So you weren't gang affiliated. I wasn't. (laughs) You weren't. You weren't gang affiliated. I wasn't wasn't gang affiliated in the way he is. He (laughs) went full (laughs) tilt. You know, he went completely in there. Um, That was not me at all, by any means. But you know, I mean, I think uh, in that era, at that time, uh, this takes place in the nineties. Um, you know, I think another reason why I chose Kokomo, not only because it was me, but I think Kokomo represents um, places for me. It represents places outside of the larger cities. Mm-hmm. So, it rep- it's, you know, not Chicago, not New York, not Miami, not L.A. You kind of know those stories. They have major films about them. Um, and in music, you know, you always hear about a, a, a Jay-Z went to Virginia or something mm-hmm. like that. But you don't even know what happened in Virginia. What, what was that community before yeah, those right. open guys got there, you know, um, and Kokomo had that effect. So it was like the crack of the epidemic hit in, say, you know, 80s, late 80s and such. And it, it, it was a delayed effect of hitting in places like Kokomo. It hit in like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So it takes place there. The gang stuff sweeps up there. So I think most people who grew up in that time period, you can say, well, loosely, if you were in those zones, you loosely affiliated only because those were your friends.
2: Right, you know.
1: right, yeah. So we, I, I think I'm not uh, dissimilar from that crowd, i me say that.
0: Yeah, because just reading the reading the book, Japeth really loved hip-hop because it seemed like being in that small town, he was able to branch out and see, you know, what what it is outside of Comico, what there is to offer. And it seems like although he had good parents, he still, hip-hop was still a major part of his life, so... Can you talk about mm-hmm. the role of hip-hop in this story?
1: Yeah, the the role of hip-hop in this story, um, one, it serves, I felt it was a neat timestamp because, um, you know, once you reference the artists, the songs that are popular in that period, you kind of automatically know where you're at, um, especially if you grew up in that era. Um, so that, that was one thing. And then, two, I just felt like, Hip hop is such an integral story of, of of black culture. You know, it's such a it's such a core center line of everything. As you're coming up, um, you can kind of as you hear a song, take you right back to that time. Um, and you know, I just it, it feels like it's an important expression of the periods. Um, and him growing up in that period definitely. I felt he would have been connected to it. It had been. It would have felt off for it not to be in the story. Mm-hmm. Got
3: the right to remain silent, I don't give a fuck. When the government call you violent, I don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. We don't need another brother killed on the corner with hands up. Heard another brother killed on the corner with hands up. Heard another brother killed. Another brother Man down, officer calling for backup. Fuck all these niggas, just shoot if they act up. Where is Nancy Grace when the police blast us? How come she mad cuz they legalize weed? They legalize weed. Will prisons be gone next? Won't that affect your industrial complex? Prison scary to the military. Tell me, tell a blind, come kill me. Get me now, gon' kill down. Brainwashed wise children, the melted pot filled in. Conformity is normalcy. Honor the enormous ignoramus in the
0: uh, going back to just Japeth, he had great parents, you know they they were there for mm-hmm. him. But I was just trying to feel, figure out why what did he see why was he still so conflicted inside? What what was causing that
1: the, in the early phases of his life? Like yes, he yeah, like he, he,
0: he you know when when his parents would tell him something. They they were always there for him, but still he felt he took the wrong paths, <laughs> as if he didn't have that support right. system. So I was just trying to figure out what made him so. Conf- I was trying to figure out what was making him so conflicted.
1: Well, I, it, it central to Jesus is his it's it, both his strongest point and his weakest point is his desire and will to succeed,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and his fire burns so brightly. For um, for trying for trying to be the best player in the world, I think was so important to him that it led it led him to do some things that weren't uh, you know to do some things he might not normally have done, mm-hmm. uh, and to kind of go against his parents' um, wishes and lessons and things he knows that are wrong, but he's like, look, it's like I, I gotta do it, otherwise I won't make it and you know, I won't make a good situation work. And you see he kind of battles with that like a little bit in terms of, you know, I'm not going to do something because it doesn't seem worth it. I know the consequences, you know, like I'm going to be stupid. Um, but in the end, it, it kind of does kind of catch back up with him. Right. Um, I also think part of it is his his peer group, you right. know. Um, if you look at his first involvement with the with gang activity, it, it's accidental. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, that that's a story that I think, you know, that was something that was really interesting to me um, growing up is how people would fall into those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I wanted to illustrate that in the story, that it's not just like – it's not every 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old, however old the kid is when they first initially do these things, it's not every kid that sets out to – you know listen to some hip-hop and got amped up and it's like now i want to do this and so driven to be a gangster you know there's a good group out there that just fall in somehow sad but it's the truth
0: yeah yeah that that is definitely the truth and i i like that you showed that point like he didn't he didn't want to be affiliated but just because of the circumstances he's a good boy but he also had friends that were good, but they didn't have the support system like he did. So he didn't want to feel like he was the outcast. So he would fall in to that. And I like how you show show that. And I think another thing that I liked is how you showed um, how children of first uh, generation immigrants view their their parents. They view America differently than their parents Um, as if, you know, Japeth couldn't learn anything from his parents, but unbeknownst to him, he was learning a lot of important lessons throughout his lifetime, a lot from his father, um, from his mother. But, you know, and you said your parents are from a Caribbean background as well. And I was wondering why do children whose parents aren't from America do this? They act like they can't learn anything <laughs> from their parents when they come over to America.
1: You, especially in a place like a Kokomo, like I said, and I think Kokomo, you know, it's my hometown, but I think it's representative of other places. Um, like I said, outside of like a New York, or larger place. And it's not cool.
2: Mm-hmm. You, know? <laughs> you know,
1: like, uh, you know, when you, you know, when you're a, a Nigerian, uh, um, Ecuadorian, El Salvadorian, or whatever the culture is outside of, typical you know u.s white u.s black u.s that's about it um mm-hmm. you know you grow up in some place in iowa and you're of that culture man you're the outsider and there's nothing cool about being that outsider you're a kid especially mm-hmm. um you know and so i think that's why i think you kind of you're it, it's some form of trying to fit in like you don't have some people do but a very small group have the strength young to feel so much pride in that nationality that culture the lessons etc um at a young age without that peer group around them i think you see those groups in um in a new york especially mm-hmm. you know um you know a, a young Vincentian kid growing up in Brooklyn is proud to be Vincentian because yeah. his community is Vincentian, <laughs> you know. Right. a Jamaican, His community is Jamaican and his pride in it. You are that young, but you're surrounded by it. Um, so you take on to those things a little So I, I think that's why. It's, it's just it's not cool. Yeah.
3: My cousin, why they pulled him over. He gave me a look as if he didn't know. I had my basketball and my Namelators and get along with my neighbors. I was a rough kid, hearing sirens through my window. Blue and red lights kept me up at night. I couldn't get enough for life. I seen this kid get arrested in the park. He was screaming, he ain't do it. They ain't even let him talk. I ain't understand. I'm like 10, blowing in the wind, trying to find a park to go play. I don't know the drama. I asked my mama, what do police do? She told me stay about their way, go to school and get good grades. One day I'm walking in my building and they stop me. Told me I look just like this kid that did a robbery. And I ain't never stole nothing in my life. Maybe candy out the store. Or a bag of chips Imagine this, years go by I got a little older My best friends in group homes I got a little colder I'm trying to make the varsity team Chill with Stacy and Shop at the mall Only Ralph, Lauren and lace men I had the Montclair Remember begging moms for it Walking home from school I almost got robbed for it I took off I can't go home without my jacket on Blowing whites harassing me But I don't know what happened to them. Left and right I'm seeing homies get interrogated we ain't safe where we live, it's America, ain't it? High school, they me to the the free. But everything got a price. They don't to me, they don't to us. We get in And
0: then another thing I liked in, in your book is how you showed that J- when Jacob had to involuntarily leave America and go to Saint Vincent, that's kind of where he found himself and the pleasures in life mm-hmm. and he had some kind of healing process. While most people think you come to America for that, I like how you show the opposite, and I'm wondering why why did you do that?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I thought it was important because it, uh, you know, it, it 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 does illustrate that point. Um, you know, while his parents saw the opposite, right? Like they were trying to leave this small little island that they kind of saw as like yeah, it was great for. 15 years of my life, you know, my mm-hmm. first 15 years, right after that, this is kind of boring. I want to go to the States or to the U.K. Um, and be successful to live in the big cities, et cetera. Um, and you see this kid who reluctantly goes, yes, you're right. But there it, there are advantages to growing up in that kind of environment, you know. Um, you know, when you look at the environments of Kokomo in the book and the story in that time, uh, it's wild, Hmm. You know, and there's a lot to, there's a lot of traps to fall into um you know a lot of a lot of problems that can come about that a, a young kid shouldn't necessarily have to deal with um and in showing life in an instant you know you you take those pressures off and you let that kid be a kid um and just let them evolve you know um and you know i thought I thought that was I, I thought it would be neat to like just kind of show that. That, you know, that juxtaposition of the two environments and, like, what, what could breed up out of those, you know.
0: Yeah, that to, you know, to to achieve the American dream, sometimes you have to leave the country <laughs> to find yourself to come back to get that dream, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, of course, the, the the family in the book, you know, they were fortunate enough to have enough to leave. They have some roots outside of the country to mm-hmm. leave. I think, you some of it is, you know, even if it's not physical removal, sometimes it's like just hunkering down on, you know, it, staying inside, focusing mentally, escaping in a way, uh, in some way, which is much harder. But mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And, and, and I noticed once he was in Saint Vincent, his his talent, his soccer talent, just just uh, just got better and better. So it, it made mm-hmm. me think: Are you saying that you know? to succeed and So for someone to really succeed in soccer in America, they they must step out and then come back. Is that what you're trying to get at?
1: <laughs> it, it, it sounds like that, <laughs> but, but no, that's, that's that's not the case. Um, the, the thing I wanted to stress there was an environment, right. um, which that environment could exist in the U.S. Uh, it just so happened for him to exist there, and, it's, and when I met my environment, um, i try to show that, you know, here in the States, you know, he, he had, obviously he had some talent. He played at the top youth levels
2: here mm-hmm.
1: in the States before going. And, um, and, and what he found is being in Kokomo again, um, versus in this story in Fort Wayne, which is a, a little bit of a bigger city in Indiana where they have a large talent pool, more players are playing. There's more opportunity for a young player to join a pickup game, um, You know, like a sport like basketball, where you can pretty much have a pickup game anywhere in the U.S. You know, it's just it's just available um, to practice and play against other players and push yourself. Um, Soccer is not like that, and this 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 character goes through that, where he's seeing his friends are continuing to grow and build their talent because they're able to go out once you have the desire and practice more and play against older teams and play against older players and. Playing little pickup games around the city, et cetera, and he's alone, you know he, all he can do in Pokemon at that time is train by himself, yeah you know, and that can only get you so far um and what you see with Vincent is he has the opportunity now to be in this group um of players that are like minded individuals, and that's what allows his talent to flourish the opportunity to play. Mm-hmm.
3: Feeling broken next these snakes ain't tame, moving independent without
0: for an American to be the best soccer player in the world, what do you think they need to do here in America
1: for their to be... uh, uh Top-notch soccer American player.
0: Yes, to get like a Japeth, to be the best soccer player in the yeah. world. Well, what 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 are the, yeah. what are we missing here?
1: The environment. I, I think um, you know, I, and, and the environment is twofold. One is what this book is exactly trying to tackle and and and, and show. Um, is you, you got to open that that talent gate up, you know. And I think I think the sport here. I think the the U.S. Um, soccer um association or federation and such, they're definitely taking measures to diversify the game. I Because if you look at a US soccer team in the mid nineties, for example, um, you would see maybe one or two players of any of any culture, any non white culture. Um and now if you were to look at the U eighteen team or whatever, you'll see many different cultures to the extent Hispanics, Blacks, Asians. Um, So that is a step in the right direction. But what my fear is is that, yes, there are different cultures in the game in terms of race, but I think we're still mining from the same pool. Mm -hmm. So just because there is a Black player on the team doesn't mean that that Black player doesn't come from a middle-class, upper-class background, which I think is the case now. Right. Which is fine. It's a step, but I don't think we've yet addressed the economic step. Why so do you open that up, and all
0: Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. no, I'm just saying. Why do you think they don't? Like, I know, like in baseball, they might go to the Dominican Republic and so forth. Why do you think they don't really do that with soccer, knowing how 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 massive it is globally?
1: Yeah, I. My personal opinion. Um, a personal opinion is I I think part of the the call it the suburban culture um, I think there's a little fear about doing it. I and you know I, I think I think the pockets of the culture, it's not the entire soccer culture in the States that has that. But I think there are definitely parts of the soccer culture in the States that kind of fears opening that up because it needs less opportunities for their dollars to or more competition for spots. Um, and two, um, I think on a larger scale, I'm curious as to whether they fear what comes with that crowd.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, if there's a good and a bad, right? Yeah. Um, Allen Iverson, incredible basketball player. You, can, you can't deny it. He's he got his own flavor. He's got flair. He's got style. Mm-hmm. He's got his own thing. He's got a certain attitude, right? But he also does have that attitude. Right, and right now I don't this is just my guess this is my feeling, my opinion right now soccer is still a soccer mom sport, it's a safe zone Ah. you play by the rules, you're fair Mm -hmm. etc, etc at least on the face there there hasn't been a bad boy like that and even the bad boys are fairly clean for U.S. soccer that have been there and I'm not sure they're ready for what comes with that kind of attitude. But like I said, that attitude, that's what the U.S. soccer system is missing. The, there there hasn't been a player with the flair, the equivalent flair of an Allen Irish center, I mean, the equivalent um, uh, passion, drive, and tenacity of a Kevin Garnett.
0: Yeah, you make a good point. Just,
1: has, just hasn't been.
0: Yeah, you, you do make a good point, because especially when you said the soccer mom part. It does seem like it's just right now that sport that you have your little kid play to get some kind of, mm-hmm. like, uh, taste at that some kind of sport. But, you know, as you get older, and I remember that, too, you know, it wasn't like the sport to do. It was like, okay, I'm just using my feet right now. No one else is really into it, you know. Well, right. You know, all my friends are getting into basketball and football you know it, it didn't have like i right. said it didn't have that flair. it didn't have that that edge to it it didn't it it didn't appeal to you know it, honestly sometimes to the to the opposite gender you know you, you play basketball and football mm-hmm. you can be that star so yeah there there is and i and when you said that it doesn't have that allen iverson when when just uh reading the story and how Japheth would play and how the media respond to him i thought exactly of alan Irvinson when when uh when i was reading it i was like you're right he was bringing the attitude so what the fuck
3: are we supposed to do what the fuck are we supposed to do don't even have a rope to so hold on to do? so what the fuck are we supposed to do come on come on no way out for us to make that move so what the fuck are we supposed to do so uh, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Tell me, what are we supposed to do? While these motherfuckers pop bottles, I'm taking pop bottles back into the store so I can get some top ramen. What the fuck they know about that rock bottom? Everyone I know is feeling down, dry, Everyone I know is thought about robbing. I'm not talking about a stick up. Uh, I'm talking lifting up that drawer before that afternoon pickup. Shattering that tax bracket you sick of on some get up, get out, and get something shit. Come on. The mind wanders when you pop. And only hope on to a
0: did you have any similar experiences as ja and and if not, how were you able to create this character
1: um i, I did have some similar experiences. um I think that um, I think that I, I painted the picture of youth soccer in the U.S. at that time, so that is how my experience was similar because I grew up playing in those same those same leagues um, and teams and such. Um, what what? How I was able to create the character was partly based on that, and then in my mind, I've always just wanted to see that that guy. I just always wanted to see that guy come to the light and just be like. Finally, the U.S. have a breakout player. And there have been several hopes, uh, a lot, you know, um, over the years. There has been um, Freddie Adu is probably the most popular one. You know, everybody thought that was going to be the guy.
2: Freddie he knew, Adu? He was
1: going to be the guy, Freddie Adu. Okay.
2: Um,
1: but I don't know if you remember him. He was um, about, about 10, 10 years ago now. Um, burst on the scene. He was this 15-year-old kid from Ghana, Mm. naturalized American, incredible young player, and just didn't quite, as he got older, pan out. Mm. Um, But there was interest from, like, the largest clubs in the world wanted this guy. Um, You know, he was one. um, Jamar Beasley from Indiana was one at one point, Um, which his brother, Demarcus Beasley, is his youngest brother, my younger brother, um, is is definitely one one of the best national team players in in our history. Um, Jamar, in 99, 2000-ish, was marked as that guy, and he very well could have been, but unfortunately it didn't work out. But I I wanted to see this story come to life, and it just hasn't happened, so I wrote it. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Basically, it's it's, it's, it's,
0: So So how did you become such an avid soccer fan, you know? Yeah,
1: I, um, you know, I, it's because of my older cousin, and, um, and most people, when I say that, people who know me are gonna assume that I, I do have an older cousin who played professionally, um, Asher Hendrickson. It was actually mm-hmm. his younger brother that, um, inspired me to play the game. Um, his younger brother, uh, his name is Wilton Hendrickson, um, or Will T, as we call him. He was someone that I literally followed around as a kid. You know, you always have that older cousin, older brother kind of figure in your life, and he was that guy for me. Like, if he liked, you know, the green G.I. Joe, I wanted the green (laughs) G.I. Joe. (laughs) And so, and he's um, two or three years older than me, Um, maybe four. I think He might be four years older than me. Um, So when he started playing, naturally, that's what I wanted to do. Mm Um, so when I started playing, he was better at me than everything. But for some reason, when I started playing soccer, it took me about a year, and I was like, it was like, oh, wow, dude, this you're better at me than this.
2: Yeah.
1: And it just stuck. And then my dad's into soccer, uh, my dad's my uncles, and it just built from there. And it's just been a part of since. since. Mm.
0: So just, just... – Reading about Japheth's parents, are they pretty similar to yours? A lot of similar characteristics?
1: There are some similar characteristics, um, but there are these two the characters um, in the book are not them. They're exaggerated, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, they there are some similar characteristics for sure.
0: So how did you grow or change as a person from writing this book?
1: You know, I think, honestly, um, I think it was almost a little healing in a way. In in, in an unexpected way, it kind of healed me a little bit because um, I played soccer growing up straight through um, D1 College. I played at um, Hartwick College for a year, and then I played at uh, Indiana University, Purdue University in Indianapolis, IUPUI. Um, So, you know, I... I played throughout that entire time. You're talking about from, like, five years old to, you know, 22, 23, whatever the age you about 22 years old. Um, and when you when something is a part of you for that long, your, your identity is almost kind of based on that. And I feel like coming out of that world was really kind of shaking to be, like, out and then, okay, no, I don't play for a team. I don't have practice at least three times a week with a team or every day. You know, there was a certain loss of uh, I guess a loss of a, a certain identity. Um and somehow in writing this book <laughs> and completing this story, um, I feel like that is like it kind of like kinda closed that chapter.
2: Nice. <laughs> Are
3: you a pimp? A hustler? No, I'm not. Are you a man? And can you stand alone like a man has to sometimes? Yes, I can. Are you willing to go out there and say the lives of our children, even if it means losing your own life? Yes, I am. I believe you, J-Ro. You ready? <laughs> you
2: have not, not, nothing to worry about.
3: Now, I don't push your legs. All of have their turn to flex. J.Ru is up next. All these so-called players up in the rap game. Got brothers on the corner selling cooked cocaine. It used to be LaToya and gym hats, but now it's Uzi's Max and G-Packs of cracks. Everybody psycho on some type of good fellow, but me, I keep it real. That's all swan-like jello. Don't drink Cristal, and I can't stand mo'. Never receive currency for moving a kilo. Or an ounce, make them bounce to this fake pimp-free flow. I never knew hustlers confessed in stereo. Or on video, get caught, you know who turns straight. Evidence, murder, weapon, confession, and fingerprints. Mama always said watch what comes out your mouth. Tight case for the DA from here to down south. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding like King Solomon's well. You're a player, but only because you be playing yourself. With all that big Willie talk hot, you're playing yourself. With all that big gun talk Bob, you're playing yourself. With all that rah, 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 you're playing yourself. You're
0: playing yourself. Is there a message Uh in your novel that you hope readers will grasp?
1: Um, the main message and the main point I want to get across is you know I don't think I have the solution in the book to diversifying the game of soccer, but I think I have strong starting discussion points, and um you know i I would love for the reader to take away um you know the the realness of the story and hopefully inspire you know, on two fronts, inspire, you know, um, U.S. soccer leadership to maybe look into this a little bit more, some different ways, how do we tackle this um, in some agenda. And then, two, on the other side, I want the game to be looked at as kind of cool by others. You know, the the group I'm talking about doesn't necessarily have the money to play and probably doesn't even have the interest to play at all either. Um, I want to kind of – I want to – take away that myth that this game of soccer is for soft guys and it's not athletic, you know, it's, I want to remove that. And like, here's a character like this could have been you growing up in Chicago, you know, South Side Chicago, this kid could be you like that guy. He now exists because I think that's part of the, uh, the disassociation with the game to the, you know, the black community community in particular, you know, um, I think the Hispanic community, they have, You know, some of heritage, so that could be an uncle, a grandfather, a father, um, you know, that's there. that gives some connection to the game, but the black community in particular kind of looks up and is like, you know, there's not really a me up there. Like I said, I think they sniff out very quickly. Like, even though I see a black guy up there, I don't think that black guy is a black guy like me. Like, I don't think that he grew up in the Bronx, you know, or something of that nature. They don't necessarily associate I, want to, I hope there's some association there that kind of brings some cool factor to the game, that maybe begins to spread a little bit. Maybe maybe it sparks a little bit. Right? It doesn't maybe start the fire, but it starts a spark that can then lead to the fire.
0: And I, I think I think uh, with this book, I think you're, you're right on point with that. I, I think if soccer does realize that you know you know globally everybody plays it, and here here in America they kind of do it differently if they like you said if they focus on uh the other uh and the, the kids that may not have the money to play the, the sport the way they do here in America but really focus on the 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 less privileged there's a lot of talent there and and I think that talent could really uh change the game and you know make uh, others interested here in America so I think you did a great job with the book and really showing the conflicts that uh, young black male has to go through to achieve the American uh-huh. Way but uh, in a sense teaching uh you don't have to know soccer to read this so I actually learned a lot about soccer just uh just understanding J-Piff's, uh his journey through through uh, trying to achieve his dream so um good job Jomo very good job
2: thank you thank you so I was wondering. I
0: was wondering how can people purchase your book.
1: You can purchase off uh, of jomo That's J O M O Hendrickson H E N D R I C K S O N no spaces dot com, or you can go to Amazon.com. dot com. It's got the American Way. It'll be there. There's both a um, Kindle version and um, hard copy that's available.
0: Okay. And um how can people contact you if they had any questions?
1: Okay, yeah, you could go to um any of my social media channels. Um it's Z Jomo T H E E. Jomo on Um I'm on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, Snapchat, I'm there but I I'm, tr- I'm trying to build that up a little bit. I got to get better at Snapchat, but um, those other channels you can definitely hit me and find me there. Um, you can also through my website for my newsletter and go through there as well.
0: Joe Mohendrickson, once again, thank you for coming on Books, Peace, and Beyond. Thank you. If you want to purchase the book or any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to BooksBeatsAndBeyond.com. And, And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we will then put toward the operations of this show. Um, And also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore.